We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale, coming at you guys from Blue Wire Studios in the Wynn Resort in Las Vegas. It is nice to be in here talking MMA today, Dre. We already had our show earlier in the week where we covered boxing, covered the Jada Pinkett thing for way too long. We had one hell of a show all hour and a half of it. I think it ended up being on Tuesday. Today, finally, UFC has a pay-per-view this weekend. We'll give it the time it deserves. Talking about that pay-per-view, UFC 294 on the pod. And then still, we have a full pro wrestling show to come this weekend. So stacked week, as always. Thank you, everyone, for listening and tuning in again. Dre, how are you feeling going into this UFC card? So many changes. Every, every day, it's something new, new drama. How are we feeling entering UFC 294? This was better than it was before. The main event's better than Oliveira and, and uh, Magachev with Volkanovski stepping up. And Usman versus Kamayev, the stakes are higher for two fighters. Everybody thought Paulo Costa was going to get nerfed. You put Usman in there, will people still think they're going to get nerfed? It's like it's, there's a level of entry that's a lot different. So I like this card. It's a, it's a good card. Also, it's an early card. So I get to wake up early on Saturday mm. Watch the fights, and then I still got the whole evening to myself, which is fucking fantastic. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. With myself. I do. I'm going to a murder mystery dinner with my wife. We've never done this shit before. <laughs> so we get to- Y'all are so weird and bougie. I love it. Yeah, they had a murder mystery dinner. We've never done it. We've been looking at it for years, and I was like, oh. Is it themed within that, or is it just- I don't know. You know. Like you said, Maggiano's out here in Vegas and over there in Summerlin. Oh, okay, okay. So it's like you, you eat, and you try to solve the mystery. And, you know, my wife... Y'all are way too competitive for that with strange. We are. So I don't know how this is going to work. <laughs> um, but it was that. But then I fucked up. I booked those tickets to take her to that. And then I was like, oh, wait. The Nas and Wu-Tang concerts the same night. Ooh. So I'm going to miss Nas and Wu-Tang. But, you know, I've seen enough concerts in my life. Like, yeah, right. I can miss a couple. I'm okay. And matter of fact, I think the Nas and Wu-Tang concerts on Amazon Prime. So I'll just put on surround sound in my crib and I'll be okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, on one of the giant TV. Yes. Well, the one with the, the surround sound that's all over my house. I'll, I'll do that when I get home. I'll watch the Nas Wu-Tang show. But yeah, it feels good. Like, UFC pay-per-views suck. Because they, <laughs> they end late, 
And then there's like this really late press conference. And I always feel bad for all the friends in the East Coast. I'm like, yo, it's like four in the morning. Y'all still there. Yeah. This Those time, are the worst. Like West Coast ones ain't bad. They're not as bad. But this time, the, the, the main car starts at 7 a.m. I mean, the prelim starts at 7 a.m. Oh, that's perfect. Watch prelims 7 to 11 a.m. And then the main car's from 11 to 2. That's the day myself. Easy. And I can watch college football. Yeah, that's all I'm doing on Saturday. I'm trying to do nothing. Uh, maybe, maybe if we score like tickets to the We Were Young Festival, I go check it out. That's this weekend? Yeah. That's Blink 182 and who else? Blink, some 41. Oh, the headliners are Blink and Green Day. And then some 41 is on there. Um, My Chemical Romance, other like emo shit, like As I, Lie, As I Lay Dying is on there. Um, Yeah, I'm just trying to hit up like my entire emo high school phase in one night. That sounds about right. And just go crazy. With so it. many festivals. Oh, yeah. a ton. I was thinking about this the other day that festivals almost ruin the uh, concert experience because yeah. there's so many festivals you jam pack it with all these artists that you don't do as many concerts anymore. Right? So it's like and concerts used to be curated for fans who like that artist to find out another art. Like I remember Action Bronson had Mac Miller, right? And it was Action Bronson, Mac Miller. I can't remember who else opened. But concerts used to always have, like, it made sense. But now everybody just does festivals. And you got all these songs that, like, you got all these artists that you only know, like, three songs from them anyway. Yeah. So you go out there and rock a 15-minute set and you're out. It's all I need. But concerts, you get, it's the reason why, like, this year, we'll do another hip-hop show at some point. But if you look at the year, uh, Hip-Hop 50, the old heads are washing the young heads when it comes to these live shows. Oh, I saw that on. Yeah, it was like the Twitter debate this week. Like, why are all the old heads selling more than the young people? One, they know how to put on a show. Well, that's that's it. They spent their whole career performing in front of live crowds, right? Like testing material in front of live crowds, like stage show presence, breath control. All that shit mattered. Yep. These kids now you put a, you know, SoundCloud and then it's like, surprise, you got a show like Ice Spice. Oh, yeah. She's right? horrible. And Sexy I, Red is even worse. Sexy Red might be the worst she's also performer pregnant. I've ever seen. Who did that? <laughs> I, who was responsible for that? I don't know. Somebody knows. Hopefully. Yeah, but... I, I'm not sure. I'm just saying, like, I'm looking at festival performers and I'm looking at these young kids. Like, they don't know how to perform. And I don't f- mean to sound like get off my lawn, but, bruh. Like, I spice... Like, look, I get it. I know why people like Ice Spice. She has a unique look. Yeah. She has a unique sound. She says she's not a lyricist. She's very self-aware, right? I appreciate that. But then you watch her perform, you're like, okay, she's just shaking ass. Yeah. If you're not a lyricist, you got to be something. Yeah. It's like, like I understand big ups for being honest. Got to be something. It's, it's, I don't know. I just see all these people performing. and I'm just like, yo, I watch like Tyler puts on a show. Like yeah. Kendrick puts on a show. Cole puts on a show. Drake even puts on a show. Like you look at a lot of the artists today, they put on shows. Mac, Bronson. But then you go back, Wu-Tang. You go like Nas, Rakim. Like, they all know how to put on a show. But then you go to these young cats, and you're like, what is this? Yeah. It's bad. It, it's tough. Like, And similar kind of to combat sports, which we haven't really seen it too much in boxing yet, but UFC as well. It's like some of those like club fights, some of those things, like those are necessary. Yeah. To like your development. They took that away from a lot of hip hop artists like South by used to be a place where these people could cut their teeth. Yep. And it's not, yo, you're going to be on the VMAs tomorrow. Yo, you're taking a national tour 
tomorrow, Ice Spice. She's never been on the stage. They used to do the college tours. Yep. Black colleges always had a tour. I remember that's the first time I saw Wale on a black college tour because like BT featured him. Mm-hmm. Cole always went on a black college tour. Like you see these people. Lupe hit his lap around Childish Gambino, cut his teeth there. Like you, you get to perform in front of smaller crowds in these venues and build that fan base. Like wrestling doing house shows. Exactly. It, it helps you. These kids have none of that. And they're just like, no NXT, no nothing. Like, yo, you're on Raw. Just go out there. And start wrestling yesterday. And do bad shows. That's, anyway. that's, all, that's all they got. So it's, it's definitely weird. We'll dive into that, I guess. Yeah, we'll have a, a hip-hop episode, I'm sure, coming soon. This card, though, this fight, it's, I'm glad it's early. Because the depth of it, I'm looking at it, there's going to be good fights. There's always good fights. Yeah. But there's a lot of one-way traffic on this card. Well, there's one fight in particular that's one-way traffic. A lot of the fights are actually are pretty competitive, but there's... Really? Yeah, they are. There's one fight, and come on, man. Have you seen this year in, U, in the UFC? You don't sure. know who's going to win anymore. Sure, at the top. Tim, Tim Elliott, prelim, main event, gets mopped up. Nah, that's a good fight. That, okay. That's a good fight. Makayev is 23. Mah- good. Going wash. Muhammad Makayev is 23 years old. In every fight that he's competed in thus far, especially his last two, he got a late, late finish in a fight that was hanging in the balance. Tim Elliott scrambles, makes things difficult. He gave Demetrius Johnson hell. It's a good fight. Long time ago. It was a long time ago, but he still long ranked time. higher than Makayev. Sure. And he's won fights. Like this is this the, the big watch on this card is Ikram Alaskarov against Worley Alves. And it was like, bro, you couldn't find anybody for Ikram to fight? No. That Worley's lost two in a row. Hasn't looked great. Like, his biggest win, without looking, is when he guillotined Kobe Covington. He guillotined Kobe Covington, went to 10-0, and and then I believe he ended up going like 6-4 over his last 10. Yeah, it's ugly for him. James Krause knocked him out. Hasn't been great. But he, he guillotined Kobe Covington. It was like, oh, that guy might be good. No, he's not. And he's fighting. He won his last fight. Who cares? He's so he got a knockout, but he was knocked out before then. Why? And then submitted once. Al Scarrow was going to mop him. That is the one fight on this card that was like, oh, this is this is not fair. This is not a fair fight. The rest of it, Magomed Ankalaev and Johnny Walker, that's a damn good fight at light heavyweight. I like Johnny Walker. I like Magomed. I think it's, it's like the winner moves up the pecking order in light heavyweight, yeah. which is a volatile division as it is. Like, the early fights on the card. The early fights is what I'm saying. Like, the early fights are... A lot of like, oh, we're sending an American over there to just get submitted. I mean, every, yeah. every fight is like, yo, I'm fighting a guy named Kov at the end of his last name. This is about to be a ground war. Yeah, like Jihun Fry is start fighting Victoria Dudakova, who's one of the young, I think she's like 23 and undefeated. Yeah. It's, it's a game of Scrabble. Like if you use these names on Scrabble, you're going to win. Like Jubilee seven and zero early prelims. Like yo, go out there, Dumas four eight and one. Go out there, get a victory. Um, Basharat fourteen and zero. Go out there for Victor yeah, Henry. Just going out there, like yo, what? Which is Just again, go put on a show for the fans so they can cheer you because you the baby fan. Prelims come on at seven. Big noon football starts at nine. <laughs> I get through a couple of fights. Who's the big noon games this weekend? Oh, that's a good question. So I, I can watch both screens. I don't have to pay that much attention. Yeah. 
So I, I feel think all right. we finally reached the, the point where Colorado is not in prime time. So, I mean, we're, we're good on that. No, you blow a, a lead to Stanford like that. Like, it's funny though, because everybody's shitting on them. Oh, they suck. But we knew their defense wasn't good. Yeah. We knew that from one. day one that their year defense one. wasn't good. Like, I do believe, while you look this up, I do believe Colorado started smelling their own shit and maybe took a lot of this stuff for granted. Yep. It's not on Dion, it's on these kids. They got a lot of spotlight at a very young age. But that, when they retool over the next two seasons, oh. good luck. Yeah, good luck keeping up with him. Deion said he's going to be like, a monster in recruiting. Deion said, you better get me now. Like, people, what did, uh, what's your boy say? Your boy. Sorry? Huh? No, nah, your boy, you want to punch in the face. I don't want to say his name. Oh, get the hell out of here. Yeah. He called him a peewee football coach. He did. That's only out for himself and his kid. Like, you would. That guy is the worst. If I'm so know, glad someone offered to slap him like I wanted to slap him. We're talking about Jason Whitlock. Stephen A. Smith took a yeah. shot at him, too. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith, did call him a fat bastard? He did. I was like, yes, Stephen A. Smith. Thank you. I felt bad because he was like, oh, but I'm not talking about, and he mentioned like a former football player. Yeah. He was like, no, I'm not talking about him. And I was like, damn, you just go name drop him because you said fat bastard? Like, even though you're not talking about him, that's the most backhanded ass compliment I've ever heard. No, he cooked him. He, but yeah, no, yeah, everybody know Whitlock. Was he talking about Marcellus Wiley too? He what? That's what yeah. he said. He said that fat bastard. He's like, I'm not talking about Marcellus Wiley. And I was like, what? You're just assuming when you say fat bastard, people are thinking about Marcellus? Like, that's not a compliment. Nah, but I mean, Marcellus has tried it. He's tried his shit too. No, Marcellus tries his shit. He, like, but nobody, nobody nah. is worse than uh, sports Uncle Ruckus. Nah, nobody, nobody. But uh, yeah, he called Deion a peewee football yeah. coach. Like anything for clicks, right, bro? Big news, a great game. Undefeated Ohio State versus undefeated Penn State. Ooh. So, Ooh, that's so yeah, a good one. We, Ooh. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. So my eyes will be Ohio like Ohio State gotta prove something. Yeah, I got my I got my two my screens in my office so I could watch. That's gonna get the big TV. But the sound for <laughs> that, me. Yeah, until the main card starts. Yeah, yeah. USC gotta be on the on the side TV for me. Yeah. I get that gets the big TV. But no, nah, once we get the main main card, we're good. And like you said, even with the changes, I feel really good about this card. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Saeed Namrega Medov on here with a fight where it's like, cool. He gets to prove himself. Like, it's a good spot for him on this card. Yep. And he's a guy where you see Namrega Medov and you think, like, oh, I'm going to wrestle. Nah, he's throwing hands. Yeah, dog, if you, it's crazy though. If you get, you know how many people are fighting on this card with a V at the end of their name? Oh, at least seven. <laughs> one, two, three, four, There's five, two in that one six, fight. Seven, seven. Is that it? Seven. Eight. Eight. Nine. <laughs> Nine fighters that have a V at the end of the name on this card. That'd be one hell of a stat graphic. Dog. But Saeed's, I mean, Saeed's been doing well. I mean, he got tripped up in his last fight. Lost to Jonathan Martinez, which mm-hmm. is tough, but you got to bounce back. Hey, Jonathan Martinez, I just had him on Sirius this week. After <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He beat our guy, Adriana. Yeah. And we were talking. He's a very shy dude. But then we were talking, I think Dean asked him about like, oh, were you always like fighting? He was like, I was fighting in school. And I was like, did you throw leg kicks in like high school? He was like, yes. Yeah. Can you imagine getting a fight with somebody who was throwing leg kicks? I saw that clip. He said he got videos still of it. Yeah. I was like, yo, I need to see this. Because said I had an extra large white tee on throwing leg kicks. Bruh. Martinez has two leg kick knockouts in his last three fights. Cub Swanson and Adrian Yanez. He was letting them go. And that was like. WC Aldo level of vicious yes. kicks. And me and Dean, so we had him on Sirius XM. We, were, we did MMA Today uh, Thursday, Wednesday. And uh, Dean, excuse me, Dean's like a, he studies fighters. Yeah. He's very astute. And he was like, this is different. Because commentary was shitting all over Adrian Yanez. You know, Bisping and, uh, and Dominic Cruz, like, why can't he check those leg kicks? Yeah, no. And Dean was like, nah, he's doing something different. Like, He's like, the way he's setting up these leg kicks, Giannis can't see them. And if you, he was like, I've been in these gyms and I've never seen fighters that repeat like Anthony Smith, who's also part of CS family. He can't check a leg kick to save his life, right? (laughs) And Dean makes a joke about it. And Anthony Smith trains with Jonathan Martinez. But he was like, Jonathan's like, he throws it different. And Dean's like, I'm going to figure this out. This is like his mission to figure out why can't anybody figure out how to stop this? Because nobody's been able to do it. When I watched this fight, the more so than the angles which he threw, the variation of leg kicks is what makes it so puzzling, right? It's, I hope someone does the video. It's like when a pitcher throws his fastball, his sinker, and his changeup all from the exact same arm angle. Right. And they do like that, that crazy ass split. Yeah. And you see like it splits in the middle of the... Mound to home play, right? So you're like, it's a complete guessing game. His kicks are exactly like that. Yep. When you looked, I was like, yo, he's whipping it. He's putting power to it. But it was like, okay, this one is outside, top, top of the knee, in the back, right? Like to the to the hammy. Cool. The next one, he whipped it. And you see the, you know, pick his leg up. No, this one to the calf. Right. Boom, buckles him. Okay. Now you think. That's cool. Same stance. People switch. Like, wonderful. Yep. Switch to kick inside leg kick. John Jones, too. You switch stance, kick outside leg kick. Same stance. 
takes a step forward with his left, like it's coming in the air, you think, oh, he's coming outside. Plants that shit real quick, and the right comes inside leg kick. Dude. Boom, take your knee out. And I was just like, it's the exact same motion for all three kicks in three different spots. What are you going to do? It's crazy. Just watch, watching Dean Thomas try to compute this. Me and Dean talk a lot, and we hold shows together. And Dean was like, Andres, I can't figure this shit out. He was like, I've been in a lot of gyms. I've seen a lot of leg kicks. I've seen a lot of fighters. And you usually you can sniff it out and be like, yeah. all right, this is a tail. This is how you check it. He was like, there ain't no tell on this shit. Like, this is, it's violent. And Yanez, everything, he was like, ah! At a certain yeah. point, he's like, he's kicking me in my legs. So, I guess I have access to all that footage. I can literally do a triple overlay and show, like, the exact second where it splits. And at this point, it's just like, yo, the motion is exactly the same until this point. Yeah, so, say you don't make a medal of losing to Jonathan Martinez. Back then, people were like, damn, he lost Jonathan Martinez. Now you watch, he was like, yeah, he lost Jonathan yeah. Martinez. <laughs> Jonathan and Martinez, was still a good fight. Yeah, and Martinez was telling us Sean O'Malley's a bad fight for him. Not for him, but for O'Malley because it's like, you see them little legs. Yeah. He's like, I'll kill them little ass legs. And he's probably right. He's like, the only thing I worry, worry about is what's coming back. Yeah. But, yeah. Let's make fights. Saeed, <laughs> Saeed losing that fight, it's okay. Yeah. I, I think Saeed's going to kick it off with a win here. Yeah, I think so too. So I, I think that's one where it's like, okay, you already mentioned Ikram versus Warley Alves. Yo, that, yo. Ikram Alskarov is the real deal at middleweight, and they need new blood at middleweight because middleweight is such an interesting division right now. And I was just when I saw this fight was made, I was like, "Really? It's not even competitive. He's going to beat the shit out of Warley Alves. This might last around, maybe, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be bad. That's that's going to be real tough in that one. And then mentioned Johnny Walker, Ankalaev. I like Johnny Walker. The worm came back. He got kicked out. He walked down Las Vegas Boulevard in his <laughs> in his fight kit. He just sure did. just thighs out. He sure like did. he had a hoochie daddy shorts on. He was just loving life. I don't even think they let him put shoes on. He was barefoot on Las Vegas Boulevard. Like the girls leaving the club at three a.m. You know who they are. Yeah, but that that's how he was walking. Now, fun guy. I just don't see how he beats Ankalaev. No man, Ankalaev could have been champ. Everybody forgets he fought for the championship this time last year. He should have. They deemed. I thought he won that fight, even though it was like a draw. And then Dana was like, oh, it was boring. And then just skipped him. Yeah, he just like, fuck you both. Skipped him. So now Uncle Aya finds Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker's found his mojo again. I believe he's on a three-fight winning streak. Yeah. He's looked good. He looked like the Johnny Walker who he thought he was. But Mockingman Uncle Aya hasn't lost since like his first or second fight. Yeah. He's on an insane streak. And the technique is very sound. I'm picking Ankalaev, but if Johnny Walker continues to improve, this could be could be a very tough fight. But yeah, I'm picking Ankalaev. Like when you look at these European fighters fight or like these Russian fighters and all this, like when you watch them fight for that general area, like oh, you know, whether it's Kazakhstan, whatever, like wherever. Habib trains in the mountains with bears. Uh, like that entire area. They're just so skilled in what they do. And then now we're seeing like different fighters from that area branch out, right? Yep. Like before it was like, well, Habib and his crew are just wrestlers, the Sambo and all this stuff. No, like we have strikers from that region. We have that region is just so good right now. We see these runs in MMA where like Brazilians took over yep. for a second. And then you had sprawling brawl guys where it's like, D1 wrestlers are just running shit. 
we had a little mini African invasion for a second where it was like, oh, Nigerian champions and African yeah, champions. Quick. Yeah, quick, fast. It was a good three years. It was. It was. Some places don't get a run. No. Uh, we just had three Mexican champions real quick. Like, that's cool. We're expanding. But I can see in a year, like, everything besides two divisions being led by someone with a V at the end of her name. It's very true. Like, it's, it's wild to think, like, yo, that, that style that, their hunger right now is just unmatched. They're having their wave in MMA. Yeah. So it's cool to watch. And co-main, Kamar Usman versus Hamzak. I got, Maiev. I got so many thoughts. Another about V at the end of the night. This, this guy could win Look, in this one. So Kamar loses. Once upon a time, Kamar yep. Usman was in the running for greatest welterweight of all time. Yes. He's in that running three rounds in the Leon Edwards fight. He's oh. in that running four rounds in the Leon Edwards fight. He's in that running four minutes and... Four minutes and 30 seconds into that fight with Leon Edwards. And then one kick changed everything. Wiped Kamaru out. Kamaru loses the title. Has the rematch. And just gets outpointed. Outstruck by Leon on the feet. Now, Leon's fighting Colby. Kamaru's trying to find his mojo. He's always talked about fighting Kamaru. He's talked about fighting Canelo. He's a maniac. And this opportunity opens up because Paulo Costa's got staph infection, really ugly staph it infection. It was ugly. Yeah, we still want to fight through that. He's he's crazy too. He is. He thought the secret, secret sauce. Yeah, he was like he was going to save him, but it's not. But Usman, I mean, uh, yeah, Kamar Usman takes this fight on ten days' notice in a new lightweight class against a, a guy who's a murderer. Yeah, right. He's not fighting the guy who's going to outpoint you. He's fighting the guy who's trying to kill you. I don't want to call this desperation from Kamaru. I've said this on like multiple shows this week, but it feels like the old fighter trying to find his young ways again. And he's just like, I'll fight anybody because I can believe I can beat anybody, but you can't. You're going to a new weight class. Yep. I think Kamaev is going to ragdoll Kamaro. Before Kamaro fought Leon Edwards, Kamaro had like a hundred percent takedown, uh, takedown defense. Leon took him down, right? Colby would tell you differently, but yes. Nobody listens to Colby. <laughs> you think that Kamara was not looking at that and saying, between that and the bad knees, Kamara's had bad knees for like a couple of years. Yes. And then the, the video everybody saw with, you know, Kamara and Justin Gaethje and Justin Gaethje was like, no, he's fine. He's like, bro, you're not going to have him pull out the fight. I get it. If Kamara cannot stop a takedown, because that's what Kamara was probably going to do mm, two minutes into this fight. Yeah. He's going to get obliterated in like the worst way. Kamaru's going to have to be able to stop a takedown. And he, he has a chance on the feet because Kamaev is very not defensively responsible. Gilbert Burns showed that. Yep. But Kamaru's not that sharp of a striker. I give it two rounds. Kamaru's power? I just, I don't know. I, just, I, just, I give or it two rounds. Power. I give it two rounds because I think Kamaev is, is not going to wait. He's not going to wait to see what Kamaru has. He's going to go after him. And he's like, stop me if you can. And if he puts him on his back, oh, Kamara was fucked. Yeah, I, I think Kamayev takes him down several times. I think Kamara finds a way to get up. But I just don't know if he's going to find a way to really get in there to keep Hamzat off him, to hurt Hamzat. Again, like you said, you're moving up in weight. Yeah, it's not a smaller so that, guy. That pop isn't the same. It's a late notice fight. It's not like you trained your body to perform best at this weight. The knees are concerning. It's just like, I, I don't know how this helps you. I understand your brain says, yo, if I win this, I'm back. I win this, I'm getting a title shot, I'm back in it. But this isn't the way to do it. No. You need like a full camp for this guy. It, it's a different beast. The wolf is hunting 
And this is a great name for the resume. It's a huge name. Like going from Paulo Costa on your resume where people are like, oh, you should ragdoll. Yeah. You should beat the hell out of him. Like, so what? To Kamaru Usman? No, that's it's a whole different level. He's the former number one pound for pound fighter in the world. Yeah. That's who Kamaru was. And he's going to run through him like a knife through blood. Yeah, he's probably going to carve him up. Yep. And it's, it's the UFC does this, and I appreciate it on some levels, but they don't give fighters soft touches. Like, Kamaru's in desperate need of an ego-boosting fight, and this ain't it. No. Right? You lose two fights to Leon Edwards. Like, if I lose back-to-back fights, if, like, Triple G loses back-to-back fights with Canelo... They'll give him an opponent that's not on the same level. It boosts his ego a little bit. Yeah. The UFC's like, nah. <laughs> like, and they may have been trying to do so. They may have. But when he's like, y'all step in late notice, and there's a portion of the fighters there who feel like, oh, if I do this, I'm going to be like ingratiated to like Dana yeah. and to the company. And like, okay, if I lose, like they're not going to hold it against me. No, they will. Like well, you, they'll say they won't, but you're Definitely not as hot a commodity as you were before the loss. Yeah. You're, you're trying to do them a favor, but I don't know how much they can repay that favor. But I think the bigger issue that a lot of fighters don't want to acknowledge or recognize is because they're still living in their heyday. You lose three fights in a row, your ego is wrecked. Yeah. Forget like the win-loss record. You believing you can win fights is now in jeopardy. Like if you go undefeated, if you lose one fight and you get it back, that's why Max Holloway is such a special case. Holloway lost three times Alexander Volkanovsky and was like, fuck that shit. He's the only person who could beat me. Hasn't lost since. But Kamaro's lost two fights to Leon Edwards. And he's probably thinking Leon is my Volkanovsky yeah. and I can beat everybody else. This is a worse fight than the Leon fight. This is a worse opponent. This is a guy who had, what, he had two fights where he didn't get touched? Yeah. <laughs> like, bro, what are you doing? That was like eight seconds. So like you running through people. If you become Kamaya's highlight reel, if you land on his highlight reel, that doesn't bode well. Maybe the UFC will like, oh, we'll take care of you. I don't even know what that looks like. What does taking care of you look like? You getting paid another $100,000? Because it's not like they're going to give you a title opportunity. Yeah, it's weird, right? It's not like you're Colby Covington. Colby Covington don't take fights on short notice. He just shares the same brain trust as Dana White. And now he's in his third title opportunity in, in five fights. Yep. Kamaru's not going to get that kind of... Uh, Leeway. He's not going to lose this fight and the UFC goes, oh, well, if Kobe wins, you can fight. They're not going to do that. He's lost three fights in the road. They say climb up the ladder. He's crazy for doing this. I I commend bravery. Like, like, wow, I appreciate your bravery. But I also think bravery comes with stupidity. <laughs> I'm not saying Kamaru's an idiot, but I'm saying this this, this risk, is the way to do it. This this risk is so high for a guy who was just considered the among the greatest welterweights of all time with GSP. Number one pound for pound fighter, he will be forgotten if he gets washed after this fight. Be Tyron Woodley. Yes. They know what about. Tyron Woodley got knocked out by Jake Paul. No, but he was on that level before yeah. Kamara. Yeah, that, I mean, that's how it gone. happens. Legacy gone. Getting knocked out by Jake doesn't help. Legacy gone. You look at the UFC and legacies are very brief. It's the reason why John Jones is the greatest mixed martial artist of all time. Yeah. The man has stayed, nobody's been able to beat that man in the octagon. Since Donald, not Donald, I'm sorry, George W. Bush was in office. That's the last time that John Jones, that's a, that was a professional debut. He's never lost. No, that guy didn't beat him. No, Matt Hamill, it was a, illegal elbows, whatever. Yeah. But he was watching Hamill in that yeah. fight. The guy took an asshole in so well that they gave him the fight. So you, that's 15 years of nobody really testing you. 
it's almost impossible. Whereas now the longest reigning champion is Volkanovski, right? Kamaru's out. Adesanya's out. Everybody loses. And if you're Kamaru, it's like, I know you want to get back. And if you win this fight, it's huge for your career. Because then you go, oh, I get to fight Sean Strickland. I already beat him. Yeah. But, bruh, you lose to Kabayev, you're going to be headlining the prelims on your next fight. Ask Chris Weidman. Yep. Never. He was always chasing. Yep. Never caught back up to In that main event, Islam Mahachev versus Alexander Volkanovsky. Two. Champ, champ. Or champ versus champ. Volk's going to be champ, champ. It's tough because Islam's really good. But I look at this and I'm like, is Islam as good as Habib was? Or do I just think Islam is great because of what Habib did? No, no, nobody's good as Habib was. Right? Like, so, did I put Islam on a really high pedestal? Yes, he's very good. Because, and it's stupid, of what I saw Habib do. Yeah, that that camp produces fighters that fight this Sambo, heavy grappling, I will mug you type of style. If they adopt that style, they're really good at it. But Habib was the master of that. Yeah, Like, Habib hardly had trouble with anybody. Islam's been submitted. There's so much legacy on the line with Alexander Volkanovsky in this fight. You win this fight, we got to discuss like, oh, it's, it's premature. Top five all time. Yeah, we got to discuss that. Now, if you start losing fights after that, you're out of the conversation. Sure. Yeah. But, no, you're out. You're out. You're out. If His you, run's been long enough where... No, you're out. No. GSP, Anderson Silva. John Anderson Jones. started losing. Yeah, but Anderson's reign of dominance... Was so long. Okay, that motherfucker was like champion forever. Era, yeah, he was sure. champions through like your kid went to high school and graduated high school. Anderson was still the champion. Yeah, like Volk, you can't. The UFC's fickle and fans are fickle. You start losing, they kick you out. But Volk wins this fight because he hasn't truly. I thought about this because I was like, oh, he cleaned up the featherweight division. Actually, no, he hasn't. There's a lot of people he hasn't fought. The problem is, is that Max Holloway's busy cleaning out that division. Yeah, and you beat that, man. So Styles make fights. De facto, you clean out the division. Yeah. Like, Ilya Saporia is still hanging around. Like, I'm, I'm very curious how, if, okay, one, I'm picking Volk to win this fight. So am I. I'm picking Volk to win because his footwork continues to improve, how he controls distance, his boxing, his takedown defense, and his ability to adjust with, with whatever his opponents are throwing at him. In the first Makachev fight, Islam was winning handily the first two rounds. Then things started changing, and Volk figured out how to get up, and Volk got in a dominant position late. I figure he's going to have that momentum in this fight. Unless Islam can show me something that I haven't seen yet, he's going to fight the same fight. And I think Volk has more opportunities to, to be a different fighter to win. So Volk wins this fight and becomes a lightweight champion of the world, and a two-division champion. There is a scenario where Volk still fights Taporia. Yeah. Like, there is a... Defend Volk. Yeah, like, he will go, I'll see you in January. Because that's how he is. It's October. I'll fight again in January. And then he could just start racking up between two weight classes. But he's got to win this fight. I think he wins the decision. Yeah. I'm so torn. Because I think if it was a full camp versus a full camp, I'm confidently picking Volk to win the rematch. 
I'm not. If it's a full camp versus a full camp, Islam's training for Volk. Islam hasn't had any time to train no, for Volk. No, but Volk was drinking beers on a boat. Yeah, but see. 10 days ago. I feel like that's game planning is going to be what matters. Well, when you got to go 25, I'm not saying ah. it's cardio shot, but like you're not in peak training camp form for 25. Ah. And he needed all 25. Yeah, but it, the thing is, is like Islam, yes, he's, you know, he's like, oh. I'll fight them because that's what greatness does. You fight everybody. And I appreciate that. But there is a strategy fighting Maybe. Charles Oliveira versus fighting Alexander Volkanovsky. Charles is long and rangy. Yep. Charles is a submission specialist. Volk is short and stocky with tremendous footwork. It's a different game plan you got to deploy. And I feel like the short notice actually helps Volkanovsky, not as much as Islam. Because I feel like you've gone through a camp for someone already. You, you've studied all the tape you need. Like, you're just like, okay, I know what the game plan was. I got to just go back to this I, game plan. I just don't Same think, thing Volk is going to do. Like, I, just I know what the game plan is. I've done this training for four months already. I don't think Islam's been thinking about Volk like Volk's been thinking about Islam. Sure. So, like, even the Yair fight. And that's the other thing. Over the years, has Islam improved in any area? He's just really good. Yeah. But I've never watched an Islam fight and I was like, wow, I never saw him do that. Aside from knocking down Charles Oliveira, which everybody was surprised to everybody. Subbed Charles Oliveira. Yeah, but he knocked him down before yes. he subbed him. And nobody saw that part Both coming. are wildly impressed. But I feel like with Volk, every fight we watch, there's something different, right? It's weird. This little 220-pound rugby guy became like the greatest featherweight in the world. But he's still learning. And he's 35. Yeah. And he's still learning and applying his trade. So... I'm picking Volk because I feel like the ability to adjust, the fact that Islam didn't get a chance to really prepare for him, and Volk having that momentum going to the, those fourth and fifth rounds in the last fight should give him the upper hand. Would I be surprised if Islam beats him? No, of course not. He's yeah. great. But I'm picking Volk because of those reasons. I, I think he has an advantage. I'm picking Volk by decision, but in the complete opposite of last fight. I think Volk implores what he learned last fight in the fourth and fifth, starts off strong, right? Quick. Hits the ground running. Volk probably gets rounds one, two. Three will be the toss-up round. And he didn't have a time to prepare his body. And that lets Islam get back in four and five. Very possible. Yeah. Get the takedowns. Like, cool, lay on Volk, whatever, four and five. And what happened in round three? How'd you score? Like, yeah. I think it's the exact flip of last fight. But with that being said, it's the exact flip of last fight. Where I think Volk will still have enough in the gas tank around three, I wouldn't be surprised if, if really the swing of it is Volk dropping. It's true, yeah. Like Volk dropping him in like round two because he didn't prepare for Volk, like you said. Yep. Volk's coming in just like, all right, let's get it. Boom, all this energy, adrenaline. Boom, Volk drops him. And then that's a 10-8. And then now shit gets hairy. Yep. So even the takedowns in round four or five won't be enough. So I, I, I see Volk winning, but early start Volk, Islam kind of building momentum late. And what we haven't seen out of Islam is him having to come from behind to win a fight. No. We've seen Volk do it. We saw him do it against Max Holloway. He was down two rounds in that fight. Yep. And stormed back. That Ortega fight was... He was, yeah, he he was, was dead. The he man was, was dead to rights. He was in a guillotine that nobody gets out of. No, and he was in some other shit like right after that. He still didn't tap. It's just crazy what Volk is, is able to do on the fly in a fight. He ain't going to quit. No, he's not. He's not going to quit. And yeah, man, I'm picking Volk and I feel like that legacy, like now he's, 
Well, he's still not the number one pound for pound fighter in the world. Until John Jones calls it calls it a night. John is the best fighter. He's the best fighter I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I don't care if he's on cocaine or not. He is the best fighter I've ever seen. And we're just like a few weeks away from him destroying Stipe Miocic. Yeah, it's damn shit. Like yeah. Stipe is. Hey, man. Stipe is like, I'm the greatest heavyweight of all time. It's like, John's like, you are? Yeah. John Jones under two. <laughs> like, no, take he it did, back better right now. I don't think he'll do him like he did Cyril Gaon. No, give him two rounds. Yeah, I think Stipe's boxing will be fine. But, yo, Stipe hasn't fought in so Stipe's long. not going to have a chance to box. No, like, John's going to be like, all right. going to take his ass down. Leg. Yep. And he's training with Gordon Ryan, who's on everything. Yeah. Gordon Ryan's not even hiding it. No, he's like, I'm gassed. Yo, he's like, I'm a Premium. top three, arguably best jujitsu practitioner in the world. And then on top of that, I'm taking everything. Yeah. And yeah. I'm rolling with this guy every day. So like, yeah. we're in the gym, we're going crazy. It does not help John Jones' uh, credibility in terms of like testing for things. No, of course not. To have Gordon Ryan in camp. But just fuck it. You saw this out anyway soon. What are you going to say? But John's just like, yeah, no, I, I got one of the best jujitsu guys. My wrestling's already better than Steve Bates. My wrestling's like top class. I took down Daniel Cormier, an Olympic wrestler. No, this, this, fight like, right. no. And he's like, I'm a sub him. Yeah. John by submission under two. But yeah. put the crib on. He's going to sub be, him. Probably be a rear naked choke. He'll probably ground and pound him. Steve will give up his back. Back and yeah, and just choke him right out. But we'll get there. We got to go. Yeah. John might pull some funky shit out. I don't know. He's training on Ryan. He might. He He'll could. hook. He like, could. I, don't, I don't even know. John might just feel like being fancy. Got Stipe fighting fires for the rest of his life. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. I just want the entrances. Two of the best entrances in UFC. Um, I guess before we wrap up the show, that really pains me on an aside. Getting into the sport and covering the sport, I looked at my credentials the other day. I think this is year nine of MMA for me. You're in God knows how. I'm in 14. year 15. 15? Of 15, MMA. 15 MMA. It hurts my heart that the classic entrances are like done. Oh, yeah. They're all gone. We're, we're, we're getting to that point where Anderson Silva DMX entrance. Frankie Edgar. Frankie Edgar. Yep. Kicking the door. You had uh, Uriah Faber. California yep. Love. Ronda's entrance. Yep. Iconic. John's entrance now. Iconic. DC. Even with the Lil Wayne track. Like that shit comes on right now. I'm like, yep. Cormier? Yep. Iconic. Connor. Iconic. You you have these where you just, you hear them and you associate with those people. Stipe, I love when he changed to Machine Gun Kelly. Yep. The land, that shit gives me goosebumps when he comes to the octagon. Goosebumps. I love it. Like, I don't I don't know if there's a fighter right now that that has that. Nah. Israel is trying to just say he's singing a long break. Yeah. And I don't, what is his entrance? I couldn't he even just tell tries you. New he ones. just does shit. He did the Undertaker. Taker, one. Yeah. he did the dance. Like, yeah. he doesn't have an iconic no, entrance. He, he doesn't have a trademark. He doesn't have a song that comes on. It's like, oh, here comes Izzy. There's no, nobody. I mean, nobody. Derek Darren Lewis. Till was the closest I had. Yeah. And he did Sweet Caroline, I think. Yeah. I mean, Korean Zombies gone. Yeah. The cranberries. Oh, my God. The Cranberries are. And if you didn't watch that last fight and get chill, oh, like, there's something wrong with you whole crowd in Singapore was going nuts. Yeah, yeah. The Cranberries trended. Yeah. Like, on their YouTube spiked. It was that type of feeling. No one gives that feel. Like, nah. There's nobody right now that O'Malley is, could, but O'Malley don't got a trademark joint. No, but, like, I remember Derek Lewis used to come out to want to be a baller. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> that was great. But other than that, nah. Ain't no, like... No. Those days are 
gone where you just hear the song. It's like, yo, I know exactly. Yeah. Jose Aldo run this town? Yeah, they're all gone. <sighs> Jose coming out to run this town. That was, I was like, oh, someone's getting kicked to death. Yeah. To death right now. Yeah, nothing like that. I miss those days, man. The nostalgia, it hits me deep. Um, but no, I'm going to enjoy these fights. We'll watch it earlier in the morning with some good college football. Everyone, you guys also enjoy them as well. Make sure you guys check out our boxing episode from the other day. Highly entertaining. And then uh, we also have some pro wrestling to watch over over the weekend. Tons of stuff to get caught up on. We're going to pro wrestling here in Vegas in two weeks. Yep. Well, new Japan. Yeah, New Japan. Yep. Yeah, two weeks. Well, one Ed, weekend. Get to see Eddie Kingston. Get to see Shingo. Oh, it's see Mystico? So Sin Cara. Mystico's on the card? Yes, he is. Oh, he's everywhere right now. Hell yeah. People forgot he was like the um, amazing luchador, and then the WWE just ruined that man. Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, to be fair, that tag team was great in NXT. Yeah. And then... They gave Sin Cara that goofy entrance, and he could never get it right. No. <laughs> Main roster really fucked him. The trampoline, and he gets his foot caught on the rope. And then they just never, like, just let him go. Like, he would be great now. That lucha Dragon. Uh yeah, yeah yeah. Kalisto and Sin Cara. Cara. Yeah, it's amazing. They could go if you put. I we get to our pro wrestling show, but if you put those two in AEW and let them do what they, my God, oh they can. Kalisto and Mystico. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody text text Tony right now. I know. Text Tony right now. He awake. Text Tony. (laughs) Text Tony right now. Uh no. Make sure and. With that being said, make sure you guys check out our pro wrestling episode also coming out this weekend. We appreciate you all. Thank you to everyone here at Blue Wire Studios and Wind Resort in Las Vegas. Follow us on all social media platforms. Give us a like and subscribe wherever you guys listen to podcasts as well. For myself, for the old man Andreas Hill. Till next time, we're out. Peace.